0: You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregara. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. We have Dr. Will Spencer with us. And he has a book entitled The Unconscious Conspiracy. C- can you uh share the title of your book?
1: The Underlying Cause of the Unconscious Conspiracy Against Our
0: Health. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being here. And, um yeah, so why did you want to be on the show?
1: Because I was very ill growing up as a child and then discovered that, uh, most of my sicknesses and illnesses were directly related to the environment i was living in my father was a large farmer and um as a kid i got uh, i got the flu basically every 7 to 10 days once they started spraying pesticides on the on the crops
2: wow.
1: and mm-hmm. surrounded by the pesticides the airplanes and tractors and spraying and um anyhow so that was that was born out of the, the, the will to get better. Cause a, a friend of mine, when I was 20, gave me a cup of this tea. I was on a lot of different, four different inhalers and, uh, got sick a lot. And, but once I took this tea, a glass of this tea that my friend collected, the asthma went away. And I'm like, what is this stuff? It's horrible, but what is this stuff? I feel better. And so <laughs> that, that has led me down this path of looking at pharmaceutical, Drugs, pesticides, genetically modified things, chemicals, uh, and actually living in a very, come, growing up, uh, with not a lot of nurture and love. So I'm, um, we're looking at all these levels from food to emotions to nurture, uh, to, you know, environmental, uh, the whole spectrum though, not just chemicals. When you lose weights, like 80 pounds, and you don't have drugs, uh, you know, pharmaceuticals anymore. You can breathe. People see that and like, hey, what are you doing? Different. You're changing. And here we are, years later, uh, on five continents, helping people feel better.
0: Thank you so much for for wanting to be in the show. And uh, when I heard that you claim that you can reverse genetic modification and diseases and illnesses, I was like, wow, I really want to hear what you have to say. But before we jump into that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: So I'm a naturopath and natural yeah. medicine neurobiologist. I've got uh, like 14 different uh, modalities uh, that I've trained on. in. The farm has been my biggest teacher. And then mm-hmm. those that have the mentors in my life, I've got a whole string, over 40 different people, that have considerably shared with me uh, lots of information. There's been microbiologists. There's been uh, computer technicians there's been you know, people in business and just people my my father had a lot of friends and they took me in a lot as a as younger person and showed me a lot and showed me a lot of showed me compassion so my a lot my mom was working a lot there was a um, not a lot of nurture in my in my home and so these elders and i have just took me in and were very kind to me and really contributed Contributed to my life in so many ways that have really made me what I am today.
0: Right. Wow. Um, I know that the, the, the lack of nurturing there that you mentioned uh, really has an impact on our psychological development and emotional uh, alignment down the road. And that's basically uh, what I help people with. But, um What I heard you say was your, the farm, it was your like laboratory where you experienced sickness Yeah. and then you were able to explore and then turn that into what you are doing now, which is healing. Give me one second to the listeners. I apologize for the sound quality, but uh, I, I can still hear you fine, but we're going to keep going. Okay, so how old were you when you were sick?
1: The first 20 years of my life. Wow. I was uh, 11 and got a really bad kidney infection. And they were considering taking my kidneys out. It was really bad. And they doused me with enough antibiotics. They killed the infection in my kidneys, but... The allergies that I had increased, so I was at the end there, uh, with over 75 food and environmental allergies, um, hormonal imbalance, overweight, um, I had, uh, a problem with my, uh, mm-hmm. nursing when I was a baby, so I was uh, put on Similac, uh, so high soy, which led to, you know, a lot of different problems, but that first assault really with the, uh, kidney infection really, really was monumental in basically uh, causing a destruction in my eyesight and the immune system and the digestion and suffered from chronic constipation and not comfortable very I was not happy very uh, depressed uh, suicidal no joke suicidal Um, did not uh, like myself uh, was not a happy child and I left home and discovered was introduced my friend uh, that gave me the uh the herbal tea that helped me breathing also introduced me to Rudolf steiner's work in biodynamics and his essays and the uh that was an eye-opener and then i bought a farm so i had a 40 acre farm and it was a piece of my father's farm uh, a really a bad piece nothing was growing it was very sandy and weedy and just very wore out soil and uh, I turned that in in uh, eight years that had virtually like no humic matter. It was just blow sand and weeds, and and ten in eight years I had a little over ten inches of topsoil that was growing the most amazing hay, and my animals were thriving, and um, so that was no joke. That was laboratory. So I was putting in principles of agriculture and. Working with the energies of the uh, of, of the soils and the earth, and you know, implementing these practices that I was reading about in, in Rudolf Steiner's uh, work, and yeah. learned about nutrient density, uh, learned about uh, how to the uh, uh, how the detriment of pesticides in the big picture. And then how to get them out of the soil, and you know, the, 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 so that was no joke. That 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 those eight years were extremely monumental in just getting to work out some of these things I was reading about, and then implementing them, and it worked. It worked.
0: Okay. So you mentioned pesticides. Um, do you feel that that's the crime against humanity that we're claiming today?
1: I don't think there's one crime, um, other than the, uh, the strategic implementation of ignorance. Uh, there is no real one thing because pesticides is just one aspect. Commercial fertilizers is an aspect of it. Public education is an aspect of it. The way the government has been structured for all these years that we're seeing all the fraud around us today, which I'm, I was introduced to that in 1978 by some of my father's goofy friends that were retired military intelligence, uh, Secret Service retired, um, you know, in those realms, and then my men became some of my mentors. And so I've lived most of my life just knowing that we're surrounded by fraud. The world is based on fraud. We as humans are really not humans, beings. We are basically cattle. Or objects of ownership.
0: People have suffered enough already. And what I'm observing out there in the world is people are handing over their liberties and, and actually agreeing to something that is leading to their detriment. And that, to me, is the crime.
1: I mean, on that level, if everyone would just agree, like they're agreeing now to play the game of corruption and fraud and watch... Uh, watch these bipods with no soul that are perpetrating this fraud right now. The whole system's driven by money, economics. And so we just stop and just take our, basically our buying power, if you will, and focus it in a different direction collectively. See, that's the problem. The lack of collectiveness.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're split right in the middle.
1: We're, we're, we're not just split. We are totally fragmented. Like you would take a hammer. And you would break up a that piece of glass. glass. There are thousands of fragmented little people. I made a comment the other day in a chat room that was valid for me. And I got hammered from all these other people that have no idea what, really what I was talking about, except there was a handful of them, and the bullying, the absolute <laughs> Internet bullying from people that are so ignorant of what I was talking about. or what, I've watched this with a lot of people. To me, the arrogance and ignorance is all by itself a whole infection. That's today, the narcissism today on the Internet is rampant.
0: Well, that's the the same energy we're getting from our supposed leaders. (laughs) Bullying, terrorism, tyranny. You're right. One of the guests, uh, Nicola Farnhill, said, we are the 99%. Why are we allowing this to happen. So that you were making that point earlier that if we collectively rise up and reclaim what's ours, um, none of this BS is uh, going to continue to happen.
1: We have so much power individually by our choices we make. I'll give you an example. I li- When I was living in Minnesota, there was 20 of us that got together. They were proposing a bill. Twenty of us got together. And we went and lobbied, and we got that loss killed, dead. Twenty people stopped that law against people that were lobbying that were getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to be at the state capitol lobbying to shut down the natural health industry in Minnesota. Another example, there was 40 or 50 of us in Minnesota again. We got some pesticide laws changed in Minnesota that we got changed for pesticide drift, exposure, is now a national precedent. We went out of our comfort zone and we stood up for what we knew was uh, was a good thing. Uh-huh. If we would just do that, I mean, now you see it now. You see a lot of things. Yeah, a lot. I am so happy that all this tension is today. Yeah. We can't have something new unless you destroy the old. Correct. The, the phoenix that's being created right now is going to be so glorious. Wow. So fantastic. But you got to have a death in order to have a rebirth. Yes. You yes. have to have a death. And yes. sometimes death can be kind of nasty and dirty.
0: You know, in my webinars and such that you you cannot watch the destruction. You got to be focused on creating the new. But oh my god, <laughs> the people who are so unaware and this this are my children. This are my friends. This are people, <laughs> you know, you cannot not look away you cannot not look away thank you for that now go back to the pesticide go back to the soil go back to the assaults on the food on the body on our soul let's walk us through that what is the damage what is the harm that people don't know um that they are doing to their body but they don't know it's an unconscious conspiracy right so What's happening and what are they suffering through that they don't know that is being caused by the toxic elements in our soil and the chemicals that we're putting and allowing by buying from these manufacturers, by not fighting the government, um, why they're allowing gmos and stuff like that so uh walk us through it
1: so you said something there about why they are allowing gmos who's the they so we'll back up just a little bit 1936 Senate document 264, you can find it online. There was an article out of the Cosmopolitan magazine. It was called The Miracle Men, uh, I believe was the name of that article, but they read it into the Senate record 90 years ago. Mm-hmm. They knew that the soil was deficient in 1936, they meaning the government, Department of Agriculture. The, in the article it said that a, a man's stomach is not large enough to consume the amount of material needed to extract the needed elements out of it that was one of the statements meaning that the soil the the soil is deficient the plants and animals that we're eating and consuming in our diet are deficient and we can't eat enough to get the nutrition because it's not there 1936 today in 2021 january we have continued the Department of Agriculture's assault on the soil on to this day. I mean, we know that organics is popular, but the problem with organics, yeah. well, there first, is the absence of chemicals does not mean healthy. Ooh,
0: The absence of chemicals doesn't mean it's healthy.
1: The absence of chemicals in our food chain does not equate to health in my book. Because the real problem is the lack of nutrients. I think he was a German physicist uh, about a decade ago or so, stated that we need a minimum, a minimum of 60 minerals in our diets daily to be adequately healthy. Okay? And then we have uh, Dr. Joel Wallach is saying we need, Minerals, vitamins, essential amino acids, fatty acids. I mean, we need a minimum of ninety elements in our diet daily to be healthy. Okay, so there was a group of us uh, about fifteen years ago that did some uh, did, did some testing on food. We took food from Walmart. We took food from Whole Foods or Wild Boats, I think it was called back then, um, and. There was less than 30 minerals available in the good organic food. Uh, in the Walmart food, the cheapest crappy food that you could get, it looked kind of pretty, but it had no flavor. Basically, it was plastic. <laughs> there there was less than 20 minerals in that. Okay? And so we have these well-known people, these physicists and these researchers, are saying that we need like between 60 and 90 minerals and elements in our diet daily, and even the organic food had less than half of that, way less than half. Okay, so therefore, there's no way that you're going to consume food and get healthier. There's no way. It's impossible, because you can't create something out of nothing. If it's not in the soil, it's not in the food, it's not in the animals, it's not in the people. And we have today, most health problems are diseases and illnesses that we suffer, are because of deficiencies of some kind or another, which then lead to infections of some kind or another, which lead to heavy metal pollution inside our bodies from one side, one one type or another. So, we've we've got a little bit of technology, um, from around the world, uh, some other places where we've got some technology that we're able to scan people's bodies for these deficiencies. And these infections, and uh, all the different uh, functions of the metabolism, and all these different functions of the body, we can also we also monitor gene expression. So that's why I say we can reverse genetic modifications. And so what I'm saying is, for over the over 10 years now, we've been doing tests with this technology. Every single
2: test, tens of thousands of tests, every one has nutrient deficiencies,
1: infections of some kind, infections I'm talking about, parasites, fungus, bacteria, okay, on every single scan. Like, it's so common. And that we've distilled it down now to the problem of uh, there's four things we all suffer from, four. One is nutritional deficiencies, two is mm-hmm. infections, three is toxicity, and four is negative emotional programming. Yes. Okay. Every person that comes to us has one or a combination of these. Thousands and thousands of scans every year and I have come to the realization that these four things in people that's our problem. We all that's the epidemic or pandemic. We're going to talk about pandemics. That's our pandemic right there. Nutritional deficiencies, infection, toxicity, and negative emotional program. It's so Mm -hmm. easy. Now I can look at somebody's scan. I was talking to a chiropractor today that did a scan with us just earlier, like literally an hour ago. I'm like, there's something going on in your mouth, okay? Here's the, you know, you have a gum infection. Uh, You have this. You have that. You have a sinus polyp. Something's gone on, like you had an injury or something. And he goes, how would you know that? Yeah, five years ago, I had this happen. I'm like, it's right there in front of me. I see the pattern. It's right here, and so I'm, just, you know, he goes, "That's incredible. How did you know the the doctor never picked this up?" And I, he spent thousands and like, well, I'm saying that there's something there, whatever that is, you know, for you. But and so in the soil, we'll get back to that conversation. It all starts there because we are, I, I firmly believe, we are part of this earth. Pretty much the earth is our mother, if you want to look at it from that standpoint. I'm not negating God in this, but I'm, ta- I'm not talking spiritual. I'm talking the meat suit. I'm talking, you know, the tissues that make Will and Tess up. That's what I'm talking about. Those components come from the earth. Yeah, there's, there's a an etherical and astral part of us. I'm not denying that thing on tangible red blood when you cut yourself you know the hair the constituents the actual components that make this meat suit up come from the earth but if the earth doesn't have the right pieces like if you're putting a puzzle together and two-thirds of
2: the puzzle pieces there what kind of a really awesome puzzle would you have when you're done you wouldn't.
1: It would look kind of odd. You'd have blank pieces here, and you wouldn't be able to really get the get to see the art, artwork. You know what I'm saying?
2: Right.
1: You know, it's like right. somebody painting a picture, and you only got three colors. Because the other ones are deficient. They're not there. Right. right. And so that's how people are right now. People are so missing their vital nutrients, like selenium, for instance. We know now by looking at soil samples, and this is you can just look this up online. Most of the continental United States has almost no selenium. And we know that we need selenium for proper certain genes to express properly. We need selenium. Selenium deficiencies lead to things like multiple sclerosis and some of your arthritis and your joint degenerations and your, some of your connective tissue problems and some of your cognition issues. And they're rampant in the Amish. I mean rampant. And just by putting selenium in their diet, those issues like multiple sclerosis pretty much starts to heal. And then when you put the other nutritional components in there, it goes away. And what did you, multiple sclerosis is like something that you're gonna die with. It's like a death sentence. But yet, I've witnessed a recovery from multiple sclerosis. So does people like Joe Wallach. Joe Wallace has witnessed thousands of people recover from multiple sclerosis just by putting nutrition, nutritional components back into diet and the body, this fabulous healing machine that we live in, it just responds and you heal. Mm-hmm.
0: I have a question, and i I don't want to detract you, but what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the soil we need to fix the soil is, is that am I hearing you correctly, or should we just buy the bottle of vitamins and minerals and supplements
1: okay so here's that's a great question <laughs> that leads to uh, a two hour discussion alone. I'm saying ultimately today in today's world, January of two thousand twenty one
2: you have to supplement. It's paramount because putting the things in the in the ground then has
1: to work its way through the entire food chain. On top of that, you have a toxic level in the soil right now that needs to get addressed. The toxicity levels of pesticide residue right now in the soil is is – if people actually knew what was in the soil, they would – I don't know. <laughs>
2: Cease to exist.
1: Our environment is so toxic. A lot of our trace elements are not just not in the soil anymore. There's a book called uh, Minerals for the Genetic Code. Okay, it lays it out really pretty easily. They got a they got a section in there. It tells you which minerals and amino acids and and are needed for certain genes to express or certain genes to dampen. And so without those constituents, without those elements, you don't get proper gene expression. Just like without selenium, you then have multiple sclerosis symptoms to whatever degree. So feeding the soil is absolutely paramount. But it, but now we come into, because there's this big debate in agriculture, What's needed in the soil, okay? United States Department of Agriculture, in its infinite retarded wisdom, says that we need, you know, NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potash. That's all you need. A little bit of boron maybe and some zinc or maybe some calcium, but that's all you need. And then they're putting on chemicals, fertilizer, not natural fertilizer, okay? We've got strategically... We have a, well, I should say, conservatively, we have 40-plus years of heavy pesticide use across
2: all food-producing land in North America and South America and China,
1: okay? And then we have the compounding effect because the precipitation of these pesticide residents, some of those, the half-lives are 50 years plus. And so putting the, the nutrition into the soil is only one aspect of it, and then it's got to work its way through the food chain because a lot of your – I forget the figure. It's like most of your food you buy in the store nowadays has at least 1,800 miles on it before it even gets to you, 1,800 miles. And I can say that I used to I drive truck. My family had trucks. I've had a couple of trucks myself. I was hauling food from – California to Minnesota, Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania to Minnesota, Texas to Minnesota, Florida, I was you know to Minnesota, apples out of Yakima, Washington, and pears and cherries, and I, so I was part of the food chain. I hauled food all over this country, and I've got a lot of experience in how our food chain is currently working, big scale. That's why I am a local food chain proponent. And so you have to supplement on an individual level because there's no way, there is no way, unless you will have your own garden and you only eat seclusively out of your own garden and you are using biodynamic and you are putting extra inputs into that soil and raising your own food, how many people do that today? Hardly anybody. I know a few. Wish I could do it. I did it for a while through the 90s. I live pretty much on all I could, you know, all I could raise on my garden and on my farm. But how many people in reality of 300 and what? We got 335 million people in this country. How many can do that? A literal handful. So supplementation is paramount. And then the malnutrition issue leads to an infection issue. I don't believe the infections are the problem. I do. It's just not enough data because In nature, and I learned this on my farm. I did a little experiment, one of my first experiments that blew my mind. I was so amazed at the outcome. Okay, my father was a potato farmer. He had an airplane and a helicopter. He sprayed pesticide. It was a big farm. Then I bought this little piece, this little corner of his farm off to the side, which was 137 feet from this 90-acre potato field. And so that year. I read all the year prior in the winter. I'm like, okay, so Steiner says that, and another book, a really good book uh, about this, is called The Secrets in the Soil. Another one is called The Secret Life of Plants. Those books shaped, those books, you know, caused my brain. And so I did an experiment. I took, in my garden, I was little, I took a tape measure. I'm 137 feet away from this potato farm. Which had a bit, you know, massive amount of potatoes. And so I put in biodynamic inputs and humus and I, I fed that soil in those, in those potato in, in those, in those, uh, planters, those raised beds. And I planted potatoes. I'm like, okay, we're gonna do this. It's all or nothing. Cause I knew that either my potatoes here are gonna get destroyed or they're not. They're gonna live. One of the two. And so this really cool thing happened. So they sprayed that with the airplane, and an hour later, all those potato bugs were running, basically and flying from, from the field. They landed on my place, 137 feet
2: away. Okay? The potatoes inside my raised beds, they didn't eat them. They
1: totally, totally decimated my tomatoes. Because potato bugs will eat tomatoes. Um, and that were growing in the, in the sandy soil. But in that, in that planter, I never lost one potato to the bugs. I was feeding the ground heavily. I was putting stuff on topically. I was, I was out there in just observing the potatoes. And that was my first, that was my first real on um, lesson of what happens with a healthy plant. A healthy plant gives off components, pheromones and acids and all this other stuff. It actually repels it. A plant has the ability to create its own natural pesticides to keep the pests away when it's healthy. Wow. And, and I'm, So then I started asking these old guys in my life, I'm like, so what's really happening here? So we looked around. He goes, see that tree over there? You see that, the, those toadstools and uh, the mold and whatnot starting to develop on, on that tree, but it's still alive. He says, so what's happening is that tree is starting to die. And so what happens? Fungus starts to grow on that tree. Way out. It's unhealthy. It's beginning to die. The immune system is going down. You see that tree right there? He walked over, it was a birch tree, and he kicked it and broke off some of the bark. He goes, see what's happening inside this tree? It's black. The mold has broken down the cellulose of that tree into a humic matter, and now there's bugs living in there. Now there's nematodes and trematodes and ants and all kinds of beetles. He digs in there a little bit more, and he's this stuff. He goes, see that right there? He goes, that's bacteria. He says, the fungus is making food. The bugs is making food for the bacteria. Now the bacteria is making that food, breaking that tree down into this stuff. He goes, we're no different. He goes, those potatoes growing in your soil in that planter 130, 137 feet away from the field over there, he said, nature will call in the recycling crew. That's what he called it. <laughs> okay. Why would there be potato bugs on that field, 90 acres of solid potatoes? Why would there be just millions and millions and billions of potato bugs over there? And why would they come across the road and not touch my potatoes? He says the unhealthy state of those potatoes is giving off a signal for nature to come in and break it down because it's unhealthy. He goes, that's the same thing as happening in your body.
2: Right.
1: So when you're in a nutrient-deficient state, your body gives off a signal. It's an electrochemical signal that brings in the infections, that brings in the parasites, that brings in the fungus and bacteria to break us down because in nature, only the strong and healthy survive, and nature knows this. Nature has its own set of knowledge. So if the plants in nature aren't healthy, then they give off a signal to bring in the bugs and the bacteria and stuff in to kill it, to digest it, to bring it back down to food for the next generation, hopefully to increase the nutrient.
2: Wow.
1: It's it's the same thing happening to our body. This I'm
0: so Right. And and then the the what they're trying to propose, well that's a very light way of saying force (laughs) is to have us vaccinated. It's like look at what they're doing to lower our immune system and then look at what they're trying to do to help us.
1: It is so fundamental that's it's lost because Nature has its own knowledge. Nature has its own set of values. Nature has its own rules. And we now have these supposed learned people, these academic, educated people that are believing this fiction that they're taught in school. And so... This idea of injecting, inoculating, putting toxins and other crap into our body to promote health is so based in fraud. There's no other way about it. It's, it's fraud. It's fiction. We have been so separated in all of its knowledge, in all of its benefits, in all of its detriments, in all of its beauty and majestic. This is, this was the, the implementation of allopathic medicine by the Rockefellers and Standard Oil and the public education system in the through the 1800s—that the unconscious conspiracy, the what we're not aware of—is so clear to me because of just allopathic medicine thinking. It has permeated our whole society like a infection, but it's all based in fraud. It's the idea that humans are separate from nature; that humans are put here on this planet to control and manipulate nature. It's so based in arrogance, ignorance, that it's just I can't put a simple word to the just the the sin, if you will, of man, a creature, to think that we can control nature. When all my mentors, literally, were telling me that we are so much of nature, and now we have science today saying that there are more microorganism cells our meat soup, right here, inside our skin then there are human cells by multiple folds multiple multiplications like we are only literally 10% human at max 10% we are our our genetic expression is determined on microorganisms our digestion is is on microorganisms our immune system is based on these our meta, Most of our metabolic from the cellular functions on up to the macro functions are all based on if we don't have these microorganisms and balance in us, then we're we're not human. We are more nature
2: than we are human. And the
1: audacity of academic allopathic medicine to tell us that
2: if your stomach hurts, you need to cut that sucker out. If there's something wrong with your eye, you need to just take it out. That, I mean, it's it's criminal. When we're nutrient deficient,
1: that causes the infections.
2: The nutrient deficiency in the soil and the potatoes across the road. We're saying, hey, bugs,
1: you need to come here and eat me, and you need to come here and lay eggs on me so then you can have more babies And because there's something wrong with me. Oh, wow. Ew. That's what's going on with people today. Yeah. They're malnutritioned. Those native species that lives in them, in us. I have them. They're saying that, hey, your body's like, okay, come over here. I'm unhealthy. I, I need, I'm lacking nutrients or something wrong. You need to come over here and basically eat me, digest me, because I'm not healthy and I'm not worth living. And I'm not joking. No. That's really what's going on. We're not talking, we'll put all judgment aside on that respect. That's what's going on. And so. I see
0: it. I see it. That's my observation, too. Yeah. And thank you for articulating my observation. I, I wouldn't have the words.
1: We're, we're going to go to another level now. When we're nutrient deficient, mm-hmm. the wisdom that lives inside of us, the cellular wisdom,
2: Cellular so wisdom.
1: the God within, if you want to call it from God, if you okay. want to call it nature, uh, I call it the all knowing. The 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 knowledge of the universe knows that when we're malnutritioned, we need nutrition we're going to gather in whatever elements it can to fill the space to do the job called health. And our environment is so toxic right now. I believe this is why we have heavy metal problems inside of our body. It's because we are malnutrition. This is why we have aluminum problems in our body. This is why we have mercury problems in our body. This is why we have barium, strontium, lead. You know, all this is why we have a heavy metal problem in our body. So the idea, you just got to detox aluminum, or you got to detox uh, mercury, or you got to de- is is retarded. Because our body, in its infinite wisdom of survival and thriving, is pulling in the chemicals and heavy metals to fill a need genetically and cellularly to live. So our body, in the absence of quality nutritional components in our food, is existing, operating, running on heavy metals, and petrochemicals in an attempt to survive. I had a really good experience with this a long, long time ago. I had an old fellow who was 70 years old. They, um, The chiropractor talked him into doing an enzyme cleanse to break the plaque down in his blood, in his vascular system, because he had a built-up plaque in his vascular system. So they... He was about a month, little over a month into this heavy enzyme therapy. He had a stroke. Oh. And I warned them against doing this enzyme therapy. I'm like, That does not look good. That is not God. Put the body put that plaque there for a reason. The uh, you know the body will take the plaque away when it can by you and so I liken this to that that therapy that went on. So he was taking the enzyme therapy in these big chunks of plaque and they were free floating around through his body and they collected up in the capillaries in his frontal lobes of his brain
2: and he had a stroke. Yeah.
1: A fully functioning seventy year old man. Now, after that stroke. He lost functions of his memory. He lost communication skills from his mouth, Mm. supported his hearing. He lost control of his bowel movements and his bladder. He became very angry, and he kept running away, undressing, literally, taking all his clothes off, and then taking off across the neighbor, out in the field. I have seen... Many, many, many different cases of things just like that, people doing gallbladder cleanses and then eventually having to have their gallbladder out. They would do forced uh, uh kidney stone uh detoxes, heavy metal detoxes, you know, all these other things and cause all kinds of other chaos because the problem with the heavy metals especially and some of your petrochemicals is your body is nutrient deficient, so the body is going to want to try to grab them and use them somehow, air, your water, or your food. And so I am totally against specific detoxes like that because I found out that if you feed the body what it actually needs Mm -hmm. in a form that it can actually use, the body will then take that And it will detox all by itself, because a healthy body is a constantly, a, a healthy body is a body that constantly chelates or detoxes all by itself. But the problem is, another problem, is that the chelation aspect is not functioning properly. That's why it's not. Okay? And so, in a polar, a polarized universe, there's light and there's dark. There's up and there's down. There's plus and there's minus. There's in and there's out. Okay. And, and collation is the out and digestion is the in. Right? So when you correct the digestion, that system functioning, then the collation system turns back on and it can then expel the garbage. And so... For instance, the aluminum is there because you're missing the elements in your diet, so the body's trying to gather. I'm using aluminum as one example. The elements in the body that the body can use, the body will just freely give up the crap. It'll just freely give up the aluminum that's toxic, and it will grab the components out of the diet and supplementation. The body will does not want to be sick. The body does not want to be laden with heavy metals. Mm-hmm. The body wants your veins and arteries to be let, full of plaque. So when you put the good stuff into the body, the body will just correct the problem because the body is trying to cope the best it can with the environment that it's living in.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's why I'm a firm believer, and, I, and I'm basing this on helping lots of people, working with mm-hmm. lots of People directly by implementing supplementation and a few other components to knock some infections down because we live in such an upside down, toxic, a backwards, unnatural world, really. If you knew what was in your
2: air, your water, food, you'd be shocked. Just because the environment is green in the
1: summertime does not mean it's healthy. And so, just like in our body, sometimes you gotta have a bigger hammer, especially to knock parasites down, because parasites, most of them have been with us
2: since birth. Oh, really? The I fetus is the detox pathway. We've scanned enough babies.
1: I'm talking babies very young, from, a, from just a couple days old to several, a couple months old, to know that the parasite load in the baby is mostly higher concentration than in the mom. In nature, the fetus is a detox pathway. So when mom is unhealthy, it will try to dump into that fetus and birth that fetus and then walk away from that fetus to help survival of mom. And we have children being born today that have all kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. That's that's like not even a, that's the common. We know this as fact, right? But that's nature. Well, my thing is, if the baby is alive, we'll just we'll try to work the baby a little bit, you know, but mom's the problem because mom just made that baby. And if that baby was born and that baby is sick, that means mom is sick. Because you can't make something healthier than you are. You just can't. It's impossible. And so, this is, it's the same with the soil, okay? You can't grow anything healthier than the soil. It's just, it's, it's just, I've just, I've simplified this down and these old timers in my life have helped me to see the simplicity of things is, nature is the same thing that's happening in our body. We are so much nature, you cannot remove the human animal out of nature. You can't. If you remove it out of human, if you remove the human animal out of nature, you now cause its demise to be sped up a thousandfold.
0: I really resonated with everything you said about nature, and, and for me, really, I really believe that that we are being invited to return to our highest nature. How long it's going to take humans to do that, I don't know. But if I don't talk or if I don't do my job in creating that awareness to that journey, I don't know. You know, then I would be the one uh not harmonious within my own self, within my own thoughts, within my own emotions, right? So talk to me about this scan. And you mentioned it uh, several times. Is, is it something you can scan on me? Um, When I'm, you know, with social distancing right now, is that something you mail to me? What is that?
1: We use two different technologies, and we're about to implement the third, which is even more advanced. You don't come to me. I can send you a scanner in a mail. I can scan you in real time, and then we can deal with it that way. We'll do some of that. That has its place. We've evolved a little bit now where you send a sample of hair to us. We can scan you because we're after the information that the hair holds or the biological sample holds because it's a piece of you, right? Because in the quantum or in the scalar, in that field, there's no time and space. There's no separation.
2: So your biological sample holds the information of you, right? And so... That's
1: where we're at now. Now we're working on the next step. I'll just give you a little elude uh, to some of the next step of the technology, advancements of technology. Now we can take a picture of you, a picture of your body, and because of the technology now, that's instead of your biological sample, it's your digital representation of you, and that information from that picture, then we're able to scan you. Mm -hmm. so now and well the last decade you don't have to come to us you send a piece of you to us your hair we can scan you then we send the the report to you and then we have a conversation Mm -hmm. I'll explain what's going on because you can see it most everybody that sees the report they're going oh my gosh it looks like I'm going to die look at all this stuff which I love it when people do that, the shock and awe is is really impactful (laughs) because people are not aware of the complexity of this meat suit and what it handles on a cellular level or a genetic level all the time. Like just sitting here. You're sitting in your chair. I'm sitting in my chair. When I'm not even talking, I'm just sitting here. There's over 2,000. Information transmissions per second. The amount of information that's traveling from my muscles that control my spine, my central nervous system, my pancreas is working, my stomach is adjusting acid, and my digestive system is gurgling a little. And I'm digesting. My bladder's going. Okay, you're about done. You need to go to the bathroom. I'm getting full. All that tra- all that information is happening right now. Mm-hmm. 2,000. Times a second over over two thousand times a second, okay, and so we're able to see to that to that level. We can tell if there's cancer that's developed from that high dated cyst. we can tell if that cancer is metastasized from your kidney, maybe, or maybe it's moving to your brain. We can tell all of that based on just that sample now. Wow. technology is so advanced it makes modern medicine irrelevant. I mean, allopathic medicine has a place. Right. They're really good at mechanical things, like you fall and break your arm. They will put that arm back. I refer to allopathic medicine as triage. They're really good at keeping you from dying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But they are
2: really, really, really bad at keeping you vibrantly healthy. Right. They know nothing about health. They're mm-hmm. skilled at keeping you from dying, though. Mm-hmm.
1: But they're really, really, really bad at keeping, helping you to be vibrantly healthy. Because the whole system is based on what? They keep your corporate fiction alive, your medical fiction alive, your meat suit alive. But they don't want you to be too healthy because then you'll be aware of how much power you have. How much knowledge you can access. Yeah. And then that's infectious as well. Like this platform right here. You're sharing your story with other people, right? I'm sharing my story with your people and that can be infectious. And what happens when you have 800,000 people show up in Washington DC that are not combative
2: and that are not extremely sick. What happens? You have an awakening mm-hmm. to the fraud.
1: And that's what we're witnessing today. The awakening to the depth of the depravity of the fraud on a macro level.
2: Right. And they are
0: really afraid of that, people awakening.
1: They are. Yeah. do yeah. yeah. so some history on Rockefeller and the foundation. And the, like, all these people that are globalists and their
2: foundation, Mm-hmm. The lack of compassion and the lack of soul and the abundance of individual ego mm-hmm.
1: has created this mess we're living in. I'm making it my business to share and undo the best I can at least to take the complexity out of the health because to be vibrantly healthy is really simple. Mm-hmm. I deal with my potatoes. Right. I did it with my goats, I did it with, I'm doing it with my pigs and I'm doing it with every person I come in contact with and the strange thing is the the really the strange thing that I'm finding out people don't want it to be easy. They don't want vibrant health to be easy.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's it's the most natural thing though. Vibrancy is the most natural thing. It is really it is. our essence.
2: It is. Because it was. of all this
0: corruption being done to us, deliberately or not deliberately, but I really lean more into the deliberate of it. And I, I, I've woken up to all this corruption and deceit. And uh, yeah.
1: The rich people have been slowly, basically turning uh, us people into commodities on so many levels. And that we can't be too we can't be too healthy, no. but we can't die, and so you have to be alive so they can basically milk us like cow i
0: I saw an article today, just the title where they are rolling out robots <laughs> to comfort the elderly, but they took the soul out it cannot work if if you if try to eliminate the soul. It's like, wow. The audacity.
1: That's part of the plan though, you see. These globalists have to take the humanity out of the human yeah. in order for their plan to actually yeah. manifest. They have to get the toxins into us. They have to they have to create the artificial intelligence and the Borg in the human. In order for their society, their plans to work, that's why they'll never win. I am a firm believer that this human being meat suit that has such a strong desire for community.
0: Correct. Yeah, they cannot kill that. I don't. I don't think so. We get activated. You push someone to the wall. That person will find its power within and fight back. And and I've experienced that in in you know in my own journey, and I uh, yeah I'm holding space for many more to awaken to their power to their soul power.
1: Yeah, so, well, I appreciate about your platform here, Tess. Just letting you know.
0: It's yeah the the no uh thank you and and thank you um because when I woke to this. You know, I'm such an optimist, right? Oh, I just mind my own business. You know, okay, we can do this. Little Tony Robbins student here, right? Yeah, 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 right? Create your destiny. And boom, holy mother of God, everything exposed. The the level of fraud that you're talking about, the level of deception, it was so hard to take. And I am so thankful for people like you who should just show up in my life you know, it's, it's synchronicity. It's like, okay, I'm doing my work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now I'm just going to have to follow through because to go against that is my own hell. It's my own sin. It's my own crime against my own self. And I'm not about to do that. Now go going back to what you said here, right? So, okay, fine. You have the technology to scan. You have the technology to spot where there are deficiencies and where there are, um, you know, where we are self-destroying, you know, inside the body. Um, you also made a claim that you can reverse vaccine residue, uh, any uh, toxicity from pesticide, genetic modification in the body and all that. Can you tell us, because I'm excited about that. I'm excited for you to share that with everyone, with the rest of the world, because I believe this is what's going to empower people to break free Right from the fresh pharmaceutical company, from everything, you have the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I get so passionate.
1: <laughs> it started off because I knew my dad was spraying pesticides and chemicals all over, and commercial fertilizers, and you know why were my potatoes not in my? Well? Hold, hold on,
0: hold on, your your father did not always decide. To spray chemicals on the farm—is that true or?
1: My father was originally a—he was a multi-diverse farm, you know, like 300 acres, just a small farm, right? And then, in the 70s, late 60s, early 70s, the Department of Agriculture in Minnesota had, through the Extension Service, were requesting farmers. To work with them on a larger scale. That was the thing back then. That was that green revolution, if you will. That farms need to go bigger. We need to make grow more food, uh, and then we need pesticides. That's when the pesticides really started a really big push. When the late '60s, early '70s, where pesticides started to put because well, now you can't, you can't. To we just need chemical fertilizers because that come out of World War II, right? Where they discovered that they could literally. Extract nitrogen out of the air to then use that in the bomb making and, you know, all the industrial processes. So now they have this nitrogen that's built up that, oh, hey, if we put this on the
2: ground, the plants respond. They get big. But they don't just get big. They get nutrient deficient
1: and they get sick. Mm-hmm. And so chemicals started. Becoming more prevalent, so right. it, was, and, uh, it was a devolution. So my father was not a; he was a little bitty farmer,
0: right? And and he didn't know, right? It's oh no, working with, with the government, right?
1: I watched my dad take a shot glass of M80. M80 is the pesticide used to kill the potato bugs, and I'm not joking. He dipped it into the the barrel of M80 because people said this was safe. He drank it. I'm oh, not joking. My dad was what they call immune to pesticides, never bothered. I was hypersensitive to pesticides. And so I was extremely um terrorized by them, if you will. They didn't bother my dad so much. Okay, back on track, where were we? At? My question
0: was the the reversal of the, oh, the yeah. toxicity and and the illnesses and cancer and diabetes
1: Yes, we have supplementation, we make our own homeopathy uh, we have uh in we have machinery that we come homeopathic remedies for people specifically, um, but we have a general program that pretty much we put everybody on, which is heavy vitamins, heavy minerals enzymes. Um, you have your macro, micro, and ultra uh, elements, vitamins, uh, probiotics, which are our probiotics. These are exclusively ours, our formula. Um, we have enzymes in, in mixed with probiotics, uh, and then we have a couple pharmaceutical components that we've been able to acquire that really knock down the, uh, the parasite infections and some of your fungus infections.
2: And uh-huh.
1: it has been working well. So we start off there and then as we go, something always pops up. You know, someone has a gut problem, a pain, you know, like a bladder infection. Um, they may develop that sinus infection or they may, they may move around and have a, a breakout on their leg or their foot or, you know, because these organisms move around inside of us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: These organisms inside of us move around like a worm moves through the soil. Or like a fish moves through water. These organisms move through us.
0: Is that what uh, creates the cancer in the body?
1: We're going to have to do another show. But cancer is a natural part of our body's function. Cancer mm-hmm. cells just damaged the cells, mutated cells. And there's different things that cause them. Infections can cause cancer. Chemicals and poisons can cause cancer. Uh, negative, uh,
0: neg- negative emotions.
1: Negative emotional pro, yes, can cause, like. That,
0: that's a huge one, yeah.
1: It's very huge. Um, there's a study that came out uh, a while ago. I so it was 70 years long. It's called the Psycho Oncology Six Phases of Cancer. Wow.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. You, if you can't find it online, I'll send it to you and then okay. you can share that with your platform because. Oh, sure. It's a little boring as reading, but it tracks the six phases of the trauma. From whatever trauma I lost my job, I got hit in a car accident, I got a divorce, uh, you know, my girlfriend hit me with a frying pan. Uh, you know, it tracks it down metabolically to cancer. Mm-hmm. All the way from the Krebs cycle interruption to the digestion problems, to then the uh, stressor hormone release. It tracks the whole thing. We right. monitor that. We can monitor that with our technology. I can tell you. That's why I can tell. When I say the technology nowadays is so advanced, it's, it's crazy that the medical system doesn't use it unless the medical system is really that deviant. Right.
2: Yeah. Using it to their advantage.
1: Exactly killing us again back to that they're good at keeping us alive but they're really really bad at keeping us healthy
0: tell us how can people reach you you know if they have diabetes if they have illnesses that they want reversed do they just contact you um, at is, your is, website
1: yeah the best way is to go to through the website really um bodyelectrician.com. okay Our whole focus is first on the electricity or the information side of things. Really, this meat suit, right, we have right here Mm -hmm. is just slowed down information.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Just cycling really slow. And so we have the appearance of density. But in reality, like science has said, when they keep looking deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into us,
2: we're most energy.
1: We're just cycling really low here at, at this density, right? And right. so, body electrician came out of that. That's from that standpoint. Right. So, go to the body uh and then there's a contact button there.
0: And I do want you back on the show. Let's talk about cancer. Um, everything else that comes up.
1: <laughs> we respond to our environment. And if we live in a corrupt environment like we do currently, it's no wonder people are sick. Because our environment is sick on many levels.
2: All oh, oh, levels. The easiest yeah.
1: thing to do is to correct the meat suit side of it. It's easy to change your diet. It's easy to take some supplements. That's the easy part. The part that's going to take some doing is on the you know the geopolitical energetic side of it. Because that's a result of major infections in our society. Mm. I'm talking about moral and ethical infections. Oh, yeah. The problem, there's a book called The Virus of the Mind. Mm. That's going to be a bigger challenge to solve going forward. I believe we're going to do it, beginning of, of creating the shift to health. On that, on that, you know, environmental, political side, it's going to take some time.
0: It's going to take some time, yeah. Uh, I, just very quickly, someone told me uh, one uh, one of my clients said, "I'm happy that my husband is re-entering the world, you know, from lockdown." And I'm like, "Re-enter? It, it's so um, interesting to see that. Wow, they they it's it's a whole different world." I never left. Like, I have my own world. I never messed up. I'm out there having fun, and, you know, I didn't allow all these external elements to limit my life, to limit my energy. And if we, <laughs> and I hope people got that from this show, that you have the power inside of you to take charge of your life.
1: Can I be with there. one more statement? Yes,
0: just... please. Yes, okay. please.
1: To stop wearing these masks. I do not wear a mask. I refuse to because I'm medically exempt. So are you. And so here's how we as people exude our liberty and use our liberty and stand up for ourselves as people, as powerful human beings, step out and just try something courageous
2: and take your mask off. Flex some liberty. Get pushed around a little bit and live your life instead of
1: being in a jail that's been manufactured for fake people. Yeah. For corporate fictions. Because you're not a corporate fiction. You're a human being that has a soul. So there's my the ending. If you want empowerment. <laughs> Get out there and live with the other human beings are dying for communication and community each other
0: and connection and hugs that heart-to-heart connection a robot a robot cannot replace us for heaven's sake i know oh my god and we are really being dumbed down and just refuse refuse because that is not your nature you are being complicit to their crimes if you do not stand up
1: the problem yeah just stand up and say i do not consent
0: so thank you so much dr will spencer oh my god uh, such a long show, but it's, it's so very important. It's a very foundational and people really need to hear this, that you have the power and make sure to get a hold of Dr. Will Spencer here so that you can reverse any ailment, any diabetes, any, uh, cl- uh clots in the brain and all that. Go check out his uh, website.
1: Thank you, Tess. Talk to you later.
0: Talk to you later. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind. Take back your voice. Take back your soul. Take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.